Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, everyone. A week went by really quickly, and it's Wednesday again. Time for the show, and I'm excited about what we are going to be doing today. I welcome everyone, whether you're a live listener or an archive listener. And speaking of archive, I do want to just mention that I've heard from a couple, three people over the last few weeks that they're having a hard time accessing the show, the archive, the last few shows on my website. And we are working on it, and I think we have resolved it now. Uh, Some people have had to go and listen through Blog Talk, which is certainly always an option. But just in case people have a hard time on Blog Talk, because I've heard that too, finding me, um, I do want to have it available on my website. So I think the problem is resolved. If it isn't, and you still have problems getting either downloading the show or listening to it right on the computer, either way, please let me know because I do think we've fixed it now. We've tested it and retested it and tested it again. (laughs) So um, I'm really hoping it's going to work for everyone. Anyway, today I am going to be doing a healing uh, request that was sent in by email from Suzanne. And... She, I'm going to get into that in just a bit, but first I want to give a little feedback from last week's show. I heard from Denise, and I worked on Denise last week, and for those of you who didn't hear it yet or may not ever hear it, I don't know, hopefully you will hear it, she had an issue where the last 10 years she said it was uncomfortable for her in working situations to be working with groups sitting around. She's much better and more efficient, she felt, working on her own at home or in having her own office or something like that. And she'd just taken on a job which has a year kind of set up, I forget what the term was that she used, but it's like a pilot program and for a year. And she was upset because she didn't have her own space. She also didn't even have her own computer. Her computer was one that was assigned to her from a bank of computers on a table. So each person would have a computer and a, you know, a keyboard or, or, and I don't know if there was a light there, if it was overhead or whatever, but there was, even though she was assigned to it, anybody could use that computer. Then when she came in from the field, because about 50% of the time she would be out in the field, She said when she came in, if somebody was sitting at her computer, they would have to move, and uh, then she would sit down. But she just wasn't comfortable because sitting around her, you see, would be people right there. There was no real privacy, and it was easy. She was, you know, would be easily distracted, and and had would be hard for her to focus. So we worked on that, and honestly, I don't, you know, me, I just don't hold on to, one, I do so many of these healings, and two, it's 
I've said often enough that it's kind of like having a dream that you remember right when you wake up and then a few minutes, an hour, a half a day goes by and you're like, what was that dream again? (laughs) The same with this. When I go into the frequency that I set up for everyone, I have really, it's very much like coming, waking up after having a dream. In the very few minutes afterward, you have it clear, but then it starts to fade. And so her healing has faded for me, (laughs) but she did send me an email the next day and gave me some feedback and gave me permission to share it with you all. And I was excited about it because, well, just listen, okay, now that I've set up what, what the issue was. She wasn't able to listen to it live because she was at work and the show was from 10 to 12. And I think I ended the show early last week. And But she said about 3 o'clock, she knew that my healing was going to be done, though. I'm pretty sure I told her I was going to do the healing. Her director stopped by to talk to her and called her in or something. And she said that the director said that she was going to give her, that she should have a laptop and a cell phone when she's out in the field and that that way she could take the the laptop back to the house, her own house, to continue to work instead of having to come into work, use the desktop computer that's on the bank there. This way she could go home taking the laptop. And so that meant there would be much less time for her to have to sit in front of that bank. Now, the other thing that happened So she felt that day like there was this turnaround, and she also said that she felt her space was bigger and more comfortable than she'd remembered. So not only is she going to be spending much less time there, but it seemed different. Her perception of the space itself seemed better. And in addition, she said that the two social workers and the intern that sits in her area were very welcoming and offered to help her learn the program, the computer system, and then initiated hugging her goodbye. And the director had said how glad she was that Denise was there and how excited she was about them developing the pilot program together. So bottom line, almost immediately, within half a day, Denise had some turnaround, some shifts in her perspective, her perception, her comfort level, and the actual how it was going to work out where she would do the work. And the reason why I'm excited about this is it really shows that it doesn't ha- this work doesn't have to take weeks and months and years to have an effect. She does have to work sometimes, but much more limited in that space. Even even though she does still have to have to work in the space, she's able to. She's feeling more comfortable there, and she's connecting to the other coworkers that are going to be sitting around her. So she's had an immediate reaction, immediate improvement, immediate shift in how her how she perceives the outer reality and how it's actually working for her. And this is exciting because this can happen, guys. Things can happen really quickly. Often, people come to me with very deep and entrenched and difficult, difficult patterns. And those may take longer to shift. This one, I didn't know whether it was going to be deep or, or, you know, intense pattern. But it shifted a lot quicker. To keep in mind, too, that Denise 
has had several healings. She does the work on her own. She listens to the radio on her own. She goes through the healings on the show, and whether it's for her or for others. So she is working all along the way. And of course, the more we do this work, the more efficient the healing is, the quicker it, it manifests, the shifts move faster into our lives. So it's, it may not have happened so quick if this was the first time Denise ever asked me to do a healing on her or, and never had tried to do anything on herself, on her own. But maybe it would have shifted that much. I don't know for sure. And of course, every individual is completely, completely unique. So anyway, that was exciting. Now, the other thing that happened in the healing, and those of you who, who listened to it will remember this, at some, there were some souls around that symbolic wheel that I find myself using quite a bit now. It's like an old, a wagon wheel from the old wagon train kind of wheel where it's sort of wooden looking, although it's not wood, it's energetic, where there's a rim around it and then spokes that go to the center where there's a hub. And usually whoever I'm working on is now standing in that center hub. And I, their souls, not only the listeners, but other souls come and, and sort of take place around the rim. Of course, it's a symbol. And the souls aren't really, the, the people aren't there. They're coming in at the soul level. And so all, I always invite all the listeners and often anybody else that cares to join. And there was this, the very end of the healing, there was a soul from the rim that came toward and came and joined Denise at the hub. And I really wasn't sure who it was. I don't always get all that, but I really felt it was her mother and that there was this completely unconditional love being sent and that the mother too was taking part in the healings and giving also giving her support to to Denise. And I knew I'd worked with Denise and related mother issues, but I couldn't remember and I remembered that there were some difficulties with the mother and I just was sort of confused. You know, trust me, I was confused. I wasn't picking up perfectly, which is, you know, part of my uh, learning curve. Anyway, I did feel this sense of unconditional love, and I did feel she was taking part in the healings, and she was there also supporting um, Denise. So, Denise says, Wonderful that you picked up my mom showing up at a healing. We did some inner child healing on one of your previous shows when I called, and this is Denise saying this to me, and, and, and mentioned that as an infant, I was told my mom left me home alone at night a few times. She says her mom committed suicide when she was four years old, and she was raised by an abusive stepmom. Okay, that's why I was confused. I forgot about the death of her mom when she was young, and I forgot that the, the, the tough mom was the stepmom. Anyway, she said, my mom feels bad that she wasn't around to protect me from that abuse and that she's had a lot of communication with her mom on the other side. And Denise said she was thrilled to hear that she's participating in the healings that she does with uh, with me. So, um, And she also loves that I call in other souls that want to participate. And this is one of the reasons why I do it, because if the soul is ready, if at the soul level, whether a person is in body or out of body, they're ready to take in the healing, 
more, I mean, great, let's have them in there. The more people that take part in these healings, the better. So anyway, that was exciting, and it, it made sense once Denise sent me that information. It reminded me, um, it, it just completely reminded me. And if the mom had committed suicide, most likely she is carrying some guilt and some very, she's very hard on herself and maybe carries a lot of pain and suffering in her own way, and I don't know what it is, but I'm very, very glad that she is participating in the in the healings. Okay, so that's the feedback. Now, today, we are, oh, I should get out. I just kind of skipped right over this. If anybody wants to call in, and I don't usually have that many callers, but if anybody wants to call in, please, I invite you to call in. It's 646-668-8565. So that's 646-668-8565. You can have a question, a comment, uh, a request. For healing, uh, you can, or you can certainly email me, and that seems to be the way most people are going, because a lot of people are working during the radio show; they can't call in live, and that makes a lot of sense. Or people have, might write a request, and they live in, you know, Asia somewhere, and they're it's the middle of the night for them. So, email me if you have a request or a comment or a question. And it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Okay, that's pretty easy. Janet at JanetRichmond.com. All spelled like you would think, J-A-N-E-T-R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D. Okay, so I think that covers sort of the intro. My website, guys, I don't usually advertise myself that much, but it's JanetRichmond.com thehiresoutvoice.com. I mean, you can get to it a lot of ways. It is full, chock full of information and help for you that's free. They're, all the radio shows I've done are archived and they're free. And it's two going on three years of radio shows. So there's a lot of information, a lot of healing, a lot of opportunity. And you don't, you don't have to have personalized work done for me. I mean, I do private sessions for sure, but you know, clearly there are way more people in the world than I can do private sessions for. And I do hear from people who either read my book or listen to my show, and they they say, "You don't know me, but this information has really changed my life. This is what's happened." They give me details. I mean, it's wonderful. So that my website really makes available anything and everything you could need to change your life. There's, under free download, there's the whole, the amalgamation thing, which I do this big, long, detailed thing, but you don't need to do that. It all it takes is that focus of attention, guys, to focus on those divine energies, inviting them in, allowing them to do the healing. And you don't have to go on in all the extended way that I do I do it sort of as partially helping people who are new to it feel the energy because, you know, we're working with a group now. I'm working with the souls involved in the radio show, and we can really intensify that energy and help everybody feel it, sense it, imagine it even. It also is, I use it as a teaching tool, too. I give a lot of information out in the whole amalgamation process. 
But you don't have to do that when you're doing it on your own or maybe you have a buddy or a friend or a mate that you do it with. You absolutely don't need that whole extended thing. But if you like it, you can always turn on the the radio show, you know, download a radio show or listen to it and have the me do the amalgamation. Then you pause it and you just continue to do whatever healing you want to do on yourself or for another person. So you can utilize the information in many different ways. If you have any questions, you can email me again, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Okay, so now we did the feedback. I gave out the call-in number, but I do have a request for healing from Suzanne. She actually requested a week, week and a half ago, maybe, and I, I didn't have uh, the opportunity to do it for her last time. So I'm doing it today. Plus, I'm going to continue on my empowerment thread. So that will be after the healing with Suzanne. I started it last week. I'm going to review it this week because there are going to be new people and the the ones that have already heard it, well, it never hurts to have a little bit of a review or a recap, and then I'm going to add a piece, okay? And that's what's going to happen each week. I'm going to add a piece to the empowerment portion. Okay. Now, Suzanne, she wrote me three different emails explaining her issue, and so I'm going to read not the whole things, but just parts of it to Uh, help you guys understand as best I can what her issue is or issues. It's really all related, but sort of multiple facets of, of the issue. And she says one issue that came up for her was fulfilling personal desires while she's part of a relationship. And she said normally they're in conflict. So whatever she wants seems to be something she can't get when she's in a relationship. And she gave an example of her relationship with her mom. And she will sacrifice, she said, in order to keep the peace and keep her mom happy. And the example she gave was a simple one, but I think we can all relate to it. She said she wanted a pet, and her mother is scared of dogs, so she was unable to get a dog and compromised, thinking, well, I'll get a fish instead. So we can all relate maybe to that kind of disappointment because there's a lot of difference between a dog and a fish. They're both wonderful. And I actually, you know, any animal, any pet, it can be add a lot to a home. But I think we all can understand the disappointment that Suzanne might be feeling. She also noticed, which is interesting, since she's been neutralizing, because she's taken up this neutralizing process herself, that what she wants is changing. Now that's very interesting. She said that she she used to tune into the desires that were sort of across the board societal defined, like wanting to have a home, um, a, you know, kids, cars, pets. And now she said she feels more drawn to healing and other less physical dreams and desires. So. The the neutralizing is helping her to shift what she desires, which I think means that she's peeling away. She's neutralizing layers of shoulds and shouldn'ts and, you know, other people tuning in or tapping into what other people think is 
right and proper or what we should want. And that's really great. So she's uncovering more of who she is and what she wants. It doesn't mean that wanting a house and a, and kids and the car and, a, and pets, there, there's nothing bad at all with that dream. But no dream is going to be everybody's dream. No dream is going to be everybody's dream. You know, some people want to be a writer. Some people want to be a singer. Some people want to be a circus clown. All dreams are important to the individual. And what she's realizing is she has different dreams deep down that she's now uncovering. So way to go, Suzanne. Anyway, to get back to her her issues, she said she thinks she suppresses her own personal desires because she links them with animal passions. And she mistrusts her animal nature. And she reminded me of a past life where I think we were working on weight issues for her and there was some some past life, and I honestly don't remember, where she was killed by a huge animal of some kind, and I don't believe it was on this planet. But in any case, she said that she still feels that she blames and mistrusts the animal instincts within her, and that she would like to overcome the suppression of her animal nature and allow her passion and desire to freely express themselves. Now, the first thing I wanted to say briefly is that she's connecting the animal nature with passion and desire. And there certainly can be a connection, I'm thinking, but but animal nature aside, we as humans also have our own passions and desires that would not be related to an animal nature. So... I'm certainly going to work on neutralizing the fear of her animal nature because fear of anything, of course, is not a good thing. We we all know that. Um, however, the what's talking to me and what she's saying is that she wants to be able to freely express those passions and desires. So freedom of expression or repress... I, I want to bring in freedom of expression, and I want to help neutralize the fear of expression or the repression of the self. Um, suppression of who we are is common, and that and fear of expression is also common. These are great issues that all of the listeners will benefit from, even if you don't think you have it, even if you're one of these people that is very open and chatty and walks into a room and and just begins by expressing who you are and what your opinions are and what you think and feel because we know people like that and don't we stand back there often and say wow I wish I could have a little more of that well I think we've all done that from time to time but even those people may not be fully expressing who they are they may it may be and, of course, I wouldn't know. I'm just making this up because I'm not talking about any individual, but it could be, you know, some sort of bravado kind of thing where they they get attention that way because they, they need attention, but it really isn't about expressing who they are inside. And maybe they're not expressing the vulnerability they feel or the insecurities they feel or the fears that they feel. So they're they're expressing one area, one thing, perhaps. So... Even if you, any of the listeners, are someone who is very open and, and, and just 
is very open and wears your heart on the sleeve, there could very well be other things you're not expressing. So we want to, I invite all the listeners to take part in this healing because we're going to be dealing with this fear of expression, the suppression of who we truly are, uh, the fear of the animal nature. We're certainly going to work on that too. And the resulting, all of these kind of work together because any any time we repress the self, any time we are afraid of expressing or, or we're disconnected with the self in any way, we it results in in a kind of self sacrifice where the self doesn't doesn't interact with the outer world with other people in a way that brings equality and balance and joy and happiness and fulfillment. So we want to work on all of these. And she does say, she continues, um, she's been going through this process of going within and trying to figure out who she truly is and what she really wants out of life as far as a career is concerned. And she's she's on her own picked up this whole idea of self-sacrifice. And she says this, this is a good label for it. She's putting herself and her bigger um, desires aside and either taking care of others or doing what the society is dictating for her to want or to do. And she really wants to find herself. And I think we can all relate to that. We all want to find our inner selves and be really clear on it and be true to it. And so this this whole healing for Suzanne, I think, will very much help all of us. Okay, so I'm going to begin the healing. And as normal, I want everyone to be comfortable. Please, you can be aware of whatever's going on around you. We live in a world with a lot of electronic noises and traffic and pets and, you know, dogs barking and car doors slamming. Just, if you can, as much as you can, just put that in the periphery around you. And I want you just to begin by listening to my voice. It's a simple technique to bring us all into this now moment that I always like to create. And interestingly enough, I'm seeing the bubbles of the energetic bubbles of the now moment already activated uh, around the symbolic circle of the wheel. Um, the This this is very important, this, this now moment. We The other part of the technique is we can focus on the physical body, the position of the arms and legs. We want to pull that mind's eye in because we are trying to develop this focus of attention. It is the focused thought that activates these energies. It's our focusing on it. Our focus is allowing it, these energies to happen because we're giving permission we are bringing them into the free will kingdom by giving them permission to become active. And I am still seeing bubbles popping on as I'm talking. Focus on the arms and the legs, the position of the hands and the feet, the contact between yourself and the chair or the floor or the bed or wherever you are at the moment. And use this focus of attention to activate that now moment. It is simply an energetic field. And as an energetic field, it can be manipulated. It is not transitory. It doesn't, it's not um, in one ear and out the other, in one eye, out the other. We have created and we are creating and we're still creating this now moment. 
And the higher self has now given me the okay to indicate that the, the listeners, past, present, and future listeners, have all activated this now moment. And this includes Suzanne. I have not brought her in yet to the center of the wheel, to the hub, but she is participating at the rim of the wheel for the moment. And her now moment is also creative. The higher self are indicating that we're ready to move the and expand the now moment to become the forever now or the eternal now moment, which happens simply by focusing on enlarging the now moment. And since we are within a moment that is 360 degrees around us, we are going to expand this energetic field. It's 360 degrees, but but I sort of visualize it moving to the left, my, you know, moving to the left, which is in the past, and I don't know why, it's just my symbol, and moving to the right, which is the future now, and it sort of extends, this now moment is now growing and extending and encompassing the totality of the past, present, and future nows, including the totality of our evolutionary process from the mineral kingdom on up. It is a space and time that reminds me, and I've said it before, of the time-space continuum term that is used in Star Trek. And it just is huge. It is uh, transversing parts of the universe because we are encompassing many, many people in this forever now moment. We're all within it. It's... um, Every single person is standing within this forever now moment. It's very, very powerful, powerful space. And the reason we work from here is it means that the healing goes deeper. It encompasses and works at very, very deep levels beyond this life. And it makes the healing more uh, efficient. We get more, We get to more layers all at once. Again, the soul has to give permission and to release what it releases, so it is up to the soul. But from this level, the soul tends to let go of much, much more. In addition, we are now going to activate the Pure Soul Lessons light that we all carry. That is the divine light that we all have had from the beginning of the time we were born as expressions in the mineral kingdom expressions of the originating source. And this pure soul essence carries all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. Once we were born, we carry this in no matter what shape or form that we have been in. And it never goes away, never goes out, never disconnects. We are never lost. We are always connected at this very powerful level. And this pure soul essence light is our own purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power. And this is the light that does the work of the healing. We have to invite it in. It is divine in nature. It can't trespass our free will. And we do invite it in with a focused thought by focusing on it. And I see the lights expanding. We're all focusing on it. They're expanding in through and around the totality of our physical being and our etheric being and they're moving to fill 
each person's light is moving to fill the totality of the, their beingness, to fill that time-space dimension, the, the forever-now moment that encompasses the totality of the beingness. And as we do this, since we're working in a group, all of us are being joined in one accord at the divine light level. In this space, the light that is per- filling this time-space continuum, this forever-now moment, is absolutely brilliant, brilliant and powerful. And it almost, in a way, it's making me feel a little nauseated, although it's not true nausea, but it's just so powerful and intense, and I hope some of you can feel it. I'm now asking, too, that we amalgamate with a conglomerate higher self, that's the higher self's energy stream, from the totality of our beingness, all of each individual's higher self, with everyone's combined, and any other higher self that care to join us today and work with us. And again, the higher self energy is also very intense and very powerful. They work from the divine level as well. So this is our invitation by focusing on them and the amalgamation and becoming one with our own higher self. This is allowing us also to get the direction and the healing that they so help with. I'm also asking that we become one with and amalgamate with the originating source of all there is. This simply is our guarantee that we're always working at the highest level. We will never settle for anything less than we can handle in every single moment. And this way, too, we're bringing the healing into the very highest ideal that we can. Um, Okay, I am now seeing the higher selves escorting Suzanne into the center of the symbolic wheel. We are all around the rim, all of the listeners, past, present, and future. It's very much, it reminds me of the symbolic King Arthur's round table. We're all equal. We're all helping. We're all participating. We are all connected. And it's just a, it's just a very beautiful energy field. And because we are approaching it with this kind of equality, the higher selves are indicating that the, it also, oh, this is interesting, it's also helping because when we approach a healing of any sort, whether we're being healed or we're, we're being the healer, and it's usually both, the equality position is very similar to the neutral position, and it it is between the um, feeling lower than or feeling more elite than kind of beliefs or orientations that we might carry. So, and those limitations hold us and limit us in how far we can expand, how far we can move in the healing. So, this symbolic wheel is not um, is not a a uh, by mistake or by accident, it was set up to bring in the sense of the equality of all souls, that we are all one and we are all here to help one another and help ourselves. It is not about self-sacrifice because we don't want to help someone at the expense of ourselves 
ever. We want to be moving along with all of us moving along in the same pathway, helping ourselves and helping each other simultaneously. It's not either or. Now, I see Suzanne. She's been moved in the center, and she's... I feel her almost as in... She's in a state of stun because the energy field that we've created is very powerful, and she's going through a few moments of acclimation, and some of you might be doing that as well. I know that (laughs) I'm feeling the energy and its intensity so greatly that it wouldn't surprise me uh, if a lot of us are feeling that need to acclimate to this energy. In any case, I... I think that the higher self brought up this equality thing because of the particular, that piece of information, because of the particular pattern that we're working on, Suzanne, today. There is a tendency on her part, and this is very common, I think I've brought this up before, this tendency to to dim her light, to take second place, to be the least important, to take the low priority to repress who she truly is in order to make peace, perhaps, to to keep things rolling. It's almost like if she represses herself, she thinks it's like oil on the squeaky wheel. There'll be be less problems, less, um, less issues, less breakdowns. And and that's a very interesting analogy, given that we're on a wheel, because I think that that orientation is often, that we often take that. And as I'm talking about this, Suzanne and everyone else, I want you to release any of these belief systems, any of these perceptions or perspectives into the light. Now, whether or not they're conscious for you, It doesn't matter. I want you to release them anyway, because if they're coming up for me, they're relevant. They're held at some belief system level, some orientation, some self-identity in there, whether it's fully conscious or not. Um, And it's the same for everyone, because we carry so many things we're we're not necessarily carrying at that full awareness level yet. So I want this idea that by putting yourself second by self-sacrificing, by repressing your own needs, desires, wants, expression, opinions, by repressing all of that and sacrificing yourself, that somehow you're helping um, keep that wheel greased. You're helping relationships move along more smoothly with less conflict. I feel that there is an actual fear of conflict here. There is a an avoidance pattern of conflict, not wanting to create problems, to have confrontations. And this is also normal. We often have this kind of thing we in, in ourselves. We just want to keep the peace, so to speak. And I want to release I want you to release all those fears, fear of confrontation, confrontation, fear of release, fear of fear of conflict, fear of um, creating problems. And the reason is, and those a lot of those fears, and I'm I'm now I'm almost feeling panic coming up because the idea we often hold is that it's either or, either we would repress and there's peace, or we don't repress and there's chaos 
And that's, that's a, a belief system that holds us stuck in the pattern of self-sacrifice and self-repression or suppression. So I want to, everybody and Suzanne too, I want you to start to release the panic around the belief system that it's the either or. That it's, if you release the self-sacrifice, the self-repression, that means that your life is going to move into all this conflict, all these problems, all this, all this, all this, and it's going to be miserable. Now, surely you and everybody else in other lives have had issues with this where there have been problems, there have been conflicts, there have been meltdowns and breakups and breakdowns. This is, um, for sure, happened. So these kind of avoidance things are coming from real experiences. However, in those lifetimes, in those times, the other options, conflict resolution, for example, it's, it's a big thing out there in the psychological community of how to resolve conflict. There's things now that they didn't used to have. In addition, there's all this neutralizing. And so when you neutralize these fears, the fears act like beacons to bring in conflict. When once you neutralize the fear of conflict, the fear of, you know, chaos, the fear of confrontation, we stop drawing in situations, conditions, and people that bring that to us, that cre create that where the, all that conflict is created. So we didn't have those techniques. They're relatively new on the planet, okay, when you look at the history of the planet. So we're in a different space now. We don't have the either or. And so Sue's Suzanne, I want you to just keep releasing all of that panic. And I do feel a lot of that panic beginning to go. And you yourself have experienced the changes in your own perspectives, your own viewpoints, because you've been doing the neutralizing. And I, I can feel the resonant. There's a part of you that is 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 calming that panic because you it's like, yes, you're, you're like giving yourself proper self-assurance. And I would like to call in for Suzanne and everyone, divine understanding, divine nurturing, divine clarity of vision, and expanded perception. Because that's what's happening. As we neutralize, we're going to understand these things better and better from different perspectives. Perspectives that don't lock us into being stuck in a pattern or a belief system or a self-identity that really makes us unhappy, that really keeps us from having fulfillment. So I want everybody, Suzanne and everybody, to really begin to release the fear. The fear, let's, let's go to the fear of expression, the fear of not only... Okay, first let's go to the fear of connection because, okay, here's what's coming up. There's a fear of connecting with the self and connecting to your true wants and desires. Why? Because you've all, because you've experienced so much this other side of this belief system where you have to repress that. So there's a part of you and a part of all of us, I'm sure, that says, well, why do I want to uncover who I truly am and connect to all that I want and desire when all I'm going to have to do is repress it, suppress it, and sacrifice it? It's only going to be more frustrating. And so there's this double whammy going on 
where your fears are your fear of connecting with who you truly are is also based on the experience well if you do express yourself you're going to be beat down you're going to be pushed into a corner you're going to be moving into all these conflicts and chaos and yada 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 so you yourself are repressing out of the fear and the frustration of oh my gosh if i uncover who i am i'm only going to have to repress it and what so what good does it do me so i want you to release that belief i want you to release the idea that it's a dead end, it's hopeless, might as well not uncover who you truly are because it's only going to lead you into more frustration and trouble. So let's release that. And um, wow, it's just a complicated kind of interwoven bunch of belief systems here. And the heart level, I feel the heart, the whole heart is just constricted with... um, suffering around this, this frustration and suffering and almost this sense of hopelessness of how you're going to untangle it because it's just keeping you in in that rat wheel of not being happy, just a very, very unhappy place. So what I want to do, I keep getting thrown different symbols I can use, and now I'm trying to figure out which one I can use. I think um, I think what I'm going to do is I, I want you to picture yourself actually on a wheel that has rungs, okay? The wheel has rungs. And I've used this symbol a, a couple times before, I'm pretty sure. And... This wheel is old, and so it's rickety. It's really rickety, but, you know, every once in a while, you shoot in oil and grease and keep it going, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a ladder that's been, you know, you've all seen, you know, those wheels, those spinning wheels and mouse cages. It's like that. And right now, I want you, Suzanne, to actively... And everybody else, you can picture your own wheel, no matter what, how you categorize it, whatever the issues are. But right now, it's this wheel of holding yourself in this self-suppression and self-sacrifice and not truly getting in touch with yourself. You're so busy spinning this wheel that you, know, you don't stop long enough to say, okay, well, what else am I? And what I want you to do is I want you to Take that, take your two eyes, and I want you to focus on one of the rungs right in front of you, however you want to focus it. And I want you to focus the light on that rung. And right now, we don't care what that rung is. It's connecting the, you know, it's a bar cross connecting the outer rim of the wheel. And I want you to focus the light and just neutralize that rung. Have it dissolve in the light. And I'm calling in divine dissolvent, whatever it takes. For you to dissolve it and you know that went pretty quick it's already gone and the interesting thing is that the quote-unquote symbolic nails that were holding that rung also got dissolved and so now there's two holes in the sides of the wheel um, and I want to before we move on I want you to send your light into the holes 
Okay, just send your light into the hole. And now take a step forward, and there's a new rung right in front of you. And I want you to do the same thing with that rung. And you're getting the hang of it, and I'm seeing that rung disappear really quickly, and I'm seeing, too, the holes in the side, uh, the nails or the bolts or whatever they were being dissolved, and there's now also light moving in there. And I just want to call in divine acclamation and divine support and divine connection and divine love and divine power Now, divine power, I say this every time, is not the kind of power we associate with the word power in the sense of controlling and manipulating and dominating. Divine power is the connection to our own internal pure soul essence. It's the activation of our own internal divine power. So we're calling on divine power and and divine connection because I want you to, you know, just take a little breather here. Two of the rungs on this spinning wheel are gone now. And I want you to take another step forward. Now, this step is a little bit more scary because you have a big hole in the wheel. There's no rungs on that. Two two rungs are gone. And now I want you, before anything else, we're going to dissolve another rung. I want to call in divine serenity and divine power again and divine confidence, divine strength. Whatever is needed and necessary for you to be totally serene, I want you to address the other rung. And you are, you are doing it. It is being neutralized. Again, the bolt fell out and the light is filling the holes. And the interesting part is that now this section of the wheel... There's no more rungs, and the, the outer parts of the wheel, the circumference, parts of the circumference, are just total light. And I want you just to pay attention that you have created an opening in this wheel. You've created a very big opening. And now, we don't need to go rung by rung by rung. I want you to step out of the wheel, and the wheel is very... Is just the step out is leading to a beautiful foundation of light. You're going to be moving onto the hub of the symbolic wheel that we have you in for the healing. So I'm going to ask you to just duck your head and step, because there's a rung above you, and just step out through this beautiful open opening and step out onto the hub, and you're doing exactly that And I want you to then turn around and send your light. Be aware that your light is now encompassing the total, the totality of that wheel. Now, this wheel, understand, comes from many lives, many experiences, many belief systems that have become so interrelated and so complex and so feeding one another that you're tackling a huge thing all at once here. And that's why we do this forever now moment. And I see the, the light permeating the wheel, moving around, neutralizing. It, and symbolically, it's moving into the past and future now, as well as being relating to right now and this 
this lifetime. So it's moving throughout this whole time-space continuum because the ladder, I mean, the wheel is symbolic here, but it's representative of all the experiences from all the lifetimes. And so I'm asking you to just send, we're going to call in divine love, divine forgiveness, divine acceptance, which is, we want you to self-accept and divine appreciation because you have led extraordinary lives. You are, like all of us, pure and perfect. It's simply your perceptions that have been misleading, misinterpreting, misconceived, and it's what we all do. And so I want to call in and activate that divine purity, that divine perception, that divine perfection, and the divine love and the divine acceptance of self. And I ask that you just keep pulsing all of that into the wheel. It's moving now. I see it filling the time-space continuum. There's more than one person doing this. I feel that there's many listeners are also participating and taking part. And this space, this forever now moment, is just pulsating with beautiful, beautiful divine energies. Okay, you've been left with a feeling. I feel this. It's, there's some confusion here. There's a, a, more fear because it's that wheel was so familiar to you, was so normal. This was who you were for so long. It was part of a very deep self-identity. And the confusion is a feeling of almost like emptiness. Because you're not sure, okay, without that there, who am I? What am I? Where am I going? And so I want to work on that. And so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to have you feel the connection, focus on a connection like a beam of light coming in through the top of your head and moving down through the totality of your physical body and moving down into the pure soul essence of the planet Earth, connecting to that divine material balance, which is the manifestation or materializing energy to materialize from the abstract to the concrete. This energy is going to help you materialize the understanding and the manifestation of who you truly are. And... I'm seeing the light come in. You're doing a beautiful job. You're just filled with light. It's connecting with all the light you already carry. And it's, I feel a, I'm going to call in divine wholeness. I want to call in to the divine yes energy. I don't use this every time, but it's yes to the self. Divine equality. Divine serenity. Divine permission. It's allowing you to give permission to expression of who you are, to the discovery of who you are. So we want to call in divine discovery, which of course carries self-discovery, the divine self-discovery and the divine discovery of others. Because as you unfold the discovery of who you are, what you are, what you wish to be, where you wish to go, the whole total unfoldment package as that 
as you discover that, you are going to bring in the divine joy and also the divine perspective because you will start to see others in a very similar way. You're going to be able to connect with and discover the, not discover, and perceive the the process that others are going through that are very similar to yours. We often get caught up in, oh, I'm the only one that are having this issue or um, I'm doing it wrong and everyone else seems to have it right. Um, You know, those voices that are in our heads, those judgments, those comparisons. And this, again, we want to call in divine equality because we're all in process. We are all unfolding. We all have our own issues, patterns, um, misunderstandings, misconceptions, fears. And we're all part of this, part of the unfoldment together. And so I think you're going to begin to not only understand and perceive and accept your own process and unfoldment, that, but you will also will lead you because once we accept it in ourselves, we can accept it in others. And there'll be others that are in different places in their unfoldment than we are. It's almost never going to be in the same place at the same time. But that's okay. That's okay. There's nobody with a stopwatch saying, you were due to be here five after ten. <laughs> it's 10.30, you know. There's nobody rushing. There is no clock. Everybody has different issues, different patterns, different life experiences. We're all snowflakes. No one is ever lost. And we work on different things at different times. So someone could be very unfolded and very uh, aware in certain areas and be unaware in others. Some do everything at once. Some are you know, doing a couple of things. It's just that everybody is different. So as we become comfortable with our own unfoldment, we will become comfortable with others. Okay. I want to, before I forget, I want to... You've done a beautiful job, Suzanne, but I don't want to leave out the fear of the animal nature because you have absolutely all uh, requested that. And um, I'm not sure because I think that because you mentioned in your email that some of this understanding came from um, something that you are involved with. And so I know there's definitions and viewpoints and discussion about this animal nature that are related to that that I'm just unaware of. So I what I but but the higher selves, your higher selves are totally aware. And so I'm going to ask that they begin to help you release any and all issues that are the fear of the animal nature, the misunderstandings about the animal nature, the misconceptions, the um, worries, the concerns, the, the idea that you could hurt others, that you could lose control. It feels to me almost like there's a fear of anger, there's a fear of rage, And I want you to release all of that. I want you to release not only the fear of the anger and the rage, but all of the anger and the rage, whatever might be in there. 
you may not be a, a angry person in this life, but we've all been enraged over the eons of times, many times. We all carry those emotional blueprints. And so I'm asking that you release the rage itself, because if the rage is gone, gone if the anger is gone, then there's nothing to be afraid of, and the fear is more easily dissipated and neutralized. So we want to, I want you to release the fear of the animal nature and whatever that means to you. For me, it came up with anger or rage. It came up with attack, the fear of hurting others, almost like a predator, like a cat, a uh, a wild, you know, a lion or a tiger or something. And the the image of you know the these powerful powerful animals attacking their prey and tearing them limb to limb, the their this this picture feels to me not that you are afraid you're going to physically attack someone like a like a cat, but maybe the fear of the verbal attack and the verbal attack would repress more of that expression. So I want you to release the fear of expression, the fear that you'll attack, the fear that your anger and rage will get the best of you. And I really want you to release the in, any imbalance you have with uh, aggression um, and any either-or thing that you carry because the... I don't want you to think, and you probably aren't, because I, I think I've been clear enough, if you release and neutralize the fear of your an, animal nature, I don't want you to then go, okay, well, that means if I'm not afraid of it, it's going to take me over and lead me down a path I don't want to go. It's not the either or. So we're, what we're doing is not only releasing the fear, but we're also releasing whatever it is you carry underneath that keeps you afraid of it that keeps you holding and repressing and suppressing that those passions. Keep in mind that the animals in the animal kingdom, whether they're predator or prey, they are going through their own evolutionary process and they have to experience both sides to fully grasp and understand the animal nature. And they go through the wild as being wild animals and being domesticated and being every type of animal there can be. It's a long, long journey through the animal kingdom. And so the whatever animal nature you might still carry, you're carrying the totality of the animal nature in its total perfection and total understanding. I'm not being putting the words around this so well, but we don't graduate from the animal kingdom unless we have absorbed and understood at whatever level it is that we are then ready to enter the human kingdom. So whatever animal nature we are carrying is, is pure and perfect on its own. And in fact, Many animals have come and joined us on the rim of this symbolic wagon wheel that I have set up. And I'm watching you kind of um, almost as if you're a deer in headlights, blinking as you see the animals. Now, what's really interesting is some of them are actually, you're actually looking at you. They're you. 
because we've got the eternal now moment. This is really amazing. Um, thank you, higher selves. You're actually looking at some of you at that animal nature, and your perspective now is very expanded. And so you're seeing the beauty and the perfection of the animal and because you've released a lot of the fear and you've um, you've done a lot of clearing. You've gotten off that rat wheel. So some of these animals I'm seeing like are being lit up to show me that they were you in the past now. Okay? I also see other animals here. Um, I feel that you have a really big connection with animals and that you in many lives have done a lot to help the animal kingdom in some way. And I think it's interesting that the example you gave me was one related to animals, the situation with, you know, your mom is afraid of dogs and so you're going to do the fish, um, compromise to bring in the fish. But at some level, that compromise isn't a compromise. At some level, the fish to you are as important as the dogs. The It doesn't mean that you wouldn't prefer a dog. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm just trying to reassure you that your connection with animals is deep and profound. And you help them simply by what you help whatever animal that you become involved with. Okay. This wheel is so big now with a bunch of animals. It's wonderful. I feel like I've just tuned into Facebook with all those animal YouTube videos. Um, it's it's great. It's a um, it's kind of a Noah's Ark in a way. I don't see two by two or anything like that, but I just see the interaction of humans and animals on this outer wheel in such a beautiful way such a connected, powerful, equal way, you know, the honor and respect of of each for each other. And I'm going to call in the divine animal. I'm going to call in the divine human. I'm going to call in divine understanding, divine connection, divine um, healing and health on every level. And the interesting thing is that all the animals totality of their beingness, their past, present, and future nows are also part of this time, space, and continuum. And so these energies and healings that we are offering to the animals there are also helping them in their process and their beingness. I don't understand exactly how. It's not, you don't have the the time or the, uh, this isn't the time or place to fully grasp this whole process I'm just giving you an indication that something very powerful and wonderful is going on, and I'm actually getting goosebumps from it. I think many, many of us out there really love animals, but even if we don't, it makes no difference. It's not going to be part of our lives in this life if you're one of those that aren't interested in pets. Or maybe in 10 years, you will suddenly do a turnaround. There's nothing intrinsically right or wrong about whether or not you feel connected to animals. But the understanding that I wish to to promote here is that every single soul, no matter what form it's expressing on 
as an animal or a plant, a mineral, a human, whatever, we are all equal. We all carry the pure soul essence light. We are all as pure and perfect, as pure and perfect as each and every other. And we're all on an evolutionary journey on our own timetable. Okay, I actually am seeing Suzanne crying right about now. Um, I feel that there's been a really big release for you. The There's a lot of grief coming up. I feel like there's been a lot of repression of, of a lot of stuff, and I don't have to repeat, repeat everything, but there's really been a lot of repression, Suzanne, and so there's this sense of relief and release coming. A sense of relief and release, and just almost like a grief. Why did you have to wait so long to let some of this go? Just it's almost the grieving process of it's it's, a, it's grief and relief at the same time. It's hard to explain. Relief that it's being let go, but grieving that you had it for so long. So I just want you to keep releasing all the elements that we've talked about. All the elements. And I'm again, I'm calling in divine love, divine hope. And hope is the energy that we want to infuse what we hope for. And for you, I'm going to infuse it. You can put it whatever in when you're actually listening to the show. I want you to, um, I'm putting in the hope for the pure and total and perfect connection to the self, connection to the destiny pattern, the unfoldment of the self, the joy of the self, the divine yes for the self, all of these elements and now I'm going to activate and call in that divine faith energy which carries specifically energy to help manifest all that is hoped for so now the faith energy is permeating the totality of your beingness and it is going to help you with all that I've put in for the hope and you can put in whatever else when you're listening And, of course, you can do this exercise many times, so you can add to it as much as you want. The higher selves are now encasing you in that kind of cocoon of energy that allows you to acclimate and process all the shifts and changes in the energetic field that you have done, uh, and you've done a lot. You've released a lot. You've neutralized a lot. You've empowered a lot. And they're placing you in the healing circle. All the animals and all the others around the circle are also being placed in the healing circle. I mean, the ones around the hub of the wheel are being placed in the healing circle. And the higher self will attend to any and everything that is needed and necessary in your highest ideal. And with that, I actually see now the Forever Now moment closing. (laughs) 
it's it's just my indication that the healing is over. And I first want to just say thank you to Suzanne for the opportunity. Just really appreciate anybody and everybody that writes in or calls in because we get to share with everybody. Um, but now, whew, I'm just still... <laughs> um, I'm still kind of... Uh, processing myself. I sort of go into la-la land when I do this, but I haven't finished. I want to do some of the new thread, that empowerment thread that I started last week, and it's really important. I always bring in divine energies, which are the empowering part of how we use the divine that we carry. We use them both to neutralize and to empower all the positives that we carry. However, last week I decided to do a thread where I just talked about how we can use the divine energy to empower. And it doesn't mean that, oh, we don't have to do the neutralizing anymore. Of course, we continue with the neutralizing. But what I love with the empowerment part that I'm telling you about is that it tends to be very quick. We can do it quickly. We just move into an amalgamated state. You know, I am my pure soul essence. I am my higher self. I am the originating source. And then we start immediately bringing in the divine energies. Now, quick review. I first started doing this years ago, and I started to call in divine vision. My intent, 100%, was to bring in a higher and higher connection to the frequency, the higher self, the higher frequency, so that I could bring in more and more information. Um, But what ended up happening is that over a couple of years, and I wear glasses, I'm nearsighted, over a couple of years, or a year and a half or so, my eyes just kept, my glasses did less and less help. And... So I went to the eye doctor and I went, oh, I need another upgrade in my prescription, you know. <laughs> it's so frustrating because it never would progress a lot, but there was always some, just always needed a change. And the whole time she was examining my eyes, you know how those eye doctors do. She kept saying, yes, you definitely need new glasses, you definitely need new glasses. And then it gets to the end and she said, yeah, your eyes got better. And it was 50% better in one eye and 40% better in another. Who knew? I was like, what? It was a shock. And and then I promptly forgot it. I just thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And didn't really connect with how powerful those divine energies are and how they can work for you in ways that you have no idea that they're going to work for you. Because I had one intent which, and they definitely helped that intent, but it helped me in a completely different area. Well, the next time was the divine spine, and I talked a lot about it last week, so if you want to know about the divine spine, please listen to that next week. I don't want to repeat myself too much, um, since I do really anyway. (laughs) But when I did the divine spine, I learned I remembered the divine vision. I learned through a series of experiences how that energy helped me. 
And so I began doing it more and more. And it helps not only with multiple levels, like the divine vision helped me on the being able to tune in better to the higher self, but it also helped me with actual vision. It helps you in ways that you you really don't expect. So besides that, I always do a very quick amalgamation first. So, and by very quick, I'm able, because I've done it for a long time, I'm literally able to do it in three three to five seconds. I literally just bring in, in a very... uh, just sort of in a conglomerate way, the total amalgamation. It includes the pure soul essence, the higher self, and the originating source. And I immediately move into that feeling of the amalgamation. So it's three to five seconds. Okay. Then I call in the divine energy because the because all of those elements, when you're neutralizing, you want to have working for you. It's the same with the divine. I want to have it working at the highest level that I can bring in in that moment. So I'm always amalgamated. So what is so great about it is not only is it very quick, but I'm amalgamating many times over the day. It's just, and just the amalgamation itself is positive for us because we're activating with those very powerful, pure, balanced, healing, perfect energies. And every time we amalgamate, it helps us. It helps raise our frequency. So not only am I getting the, if I'm working on vision, for example, not only am I getting the the benefit of the divine vision that I call in after the amalgamation, but I'm also getting the benefit of working through my day, amalgamating more and more. Because the goal really is to live out of that amalgamated space. That's the goal. If we're always connected with the divine that we truly are, then then we're living out of that divinely manifesting, divinely balanced, divinely perfect space. And that's really the goal. So that's the other part of what I love because it's bringing me to that goal fat more fa- faster. It's just, I can't say enough good about it. And last week I... I think I mentioned, and I want to mention this one again, um, I play this silly game on my cell phone. And it's only a few minutes, but I started bringing in Divine Mind so that I can be better at the game, okay? But Divine Mind, anything that has to do with the mind is going to be beneficial with no matter what I'm doing. It's going to help me be clearer in my thoughts, move up the frequency range of concepts and ideas and perceptions and expression. I mean, everything. And so, you know, the few minutes that I'm working with it in the morning, I'm calling in divine mind. You know, once or twice a day, I'm doing that for a few minutes. How beneficial is that, guys? Now, it's much more beneficial than me having to say the words, I am smart or I am focused, because those are the... That those are lower frequency than the divine energies. So we always want to bring in those highest divine energies that we can. Okay? So, last week I talked about and gave everybody kind of homework. Of course, if you don't do it, you know, nobody is going to 
rap on your knuckles or make you sit in the corner or write on the blackboard, I'm going to do my homework from now on, but I encourage you to get used to using it. And I suggested that you start with calling in the divine energies with something that's related to your physical body. For example, if you have, um, maybe you have diabetes and your, um, your circulation is poor, or maybe it's starting to affect some of your organs. I mean, I hope that's not true for anyone, but just, in, just, just I'm just saying. Okay, so call in, do that quick amalgamation. If you have to say the three sentences, that's fine. Eventually, you won't need to anymore. You can say, I am my pure soul essence, I am my higher self, and I am the originating source, and then call divine circulation. If you're having problems with your feet, you're getting sores, or you're losing feeling, divine feet, divine movement, divine healing, divine, um, maybe you're maybe you're having problems with your kidneys or, or um, your eyes, divine kidneys, divine eyes. Whatever the, whatever you're experiencing, I want you to amalgamate with those three sentences and call on that, the divine energy that's related to that. And that was the homework that I gave last week. And I started with a physical body purposely because there's a lot more to do, guys, and a lot more that I'm going to unfold. But the physical body is the densest frequency. So we want to start there because it takes maybe a little more time for this divine energy to really bring in the shifts and the changes that we want. Um, That's why I started there. Maybe you have joint problems. Maybe you have, um, you know, of course I can't think of one thing, but you know, there's many physical issues. (laughs) Maybe you have some sort of, maybe you have Crohn's disease. Maybe you have... um, an ulcer, maybe you have heart issues, call in whatever is related, the divine energy. So if it's heart issue, you can say, you know, call in divine heart, call in divine circulation, call in divine um, healing. Anything and everything related to the heart, divine nerves, I don't know, sort of at a loss for words for some reason, right now, probably because I'm still pretty la-la from that healing. Um, But in any case, that was sort of what I gave you last week, and I'm going to encourage you to continue with that. Even though I'm going to add another layer, so to speak, continue what you've already been doing. Trust me, it just makes a huge amount of difference. It might take time, but again, the benefit isn't just for what's going to happen with the physical body. It's also that you're going to be living and moving in and becoming accustomed to, aware of, and uh, living out of the amalgamated state more and more and more. Okay. Now, I want to, what we're going to do, what I'm going to unfold this week is very simple because I still, I don't want to go too far afield and add too much until I start to hear from people who give me some feedback that they're actually doing it. Right now, I haven't heard from anybody, even though I asked for feedback. So either people are having a hard time getting started on it, they're still confused about it, or maybe they don't notice any shifts yet, or all of the above. 
But in any case, I'm not giving up because it's had a profound effect on my life. What I'm going to do is expand on this physical thing. Instead of just doing parts of the body that are having problems, that maybe have um, like the, a disease or an imbalance or, you know, some discomfort or issue, instead of doing that, we're going to add to this to work on parts of the body that you want to improve simply even though you're not having a lot of problems. Now, let me give you an example. How about divine skin? Now, some of you may have a skin condition and you're already working on it. Maybe you have psoriasis or you have some other kind of skin condition, so you're already working on skin. But for those of you who have relatively normal skin, no matter what age you are, maybe you just want to have better skin. You can add divine skin onto whatever you're working on that's got some problem or issue. Now, how about divine smile or how about divine hair? Maybe it would never occur to you to work on your hair. Maybe your hair is thinning. Maybe your hair is stringy or maybe your hair is oily or maybe your hair is too dry or too this or too that. And it's not really something that you ever thought you could address or change. Maybe, you know, you never would have thought of that as as being an illness or a hurt or a wound or a discomfort. But maybe you just want to have better hair. Call in divine hair. Now, I know this may seem very superficial, but I'm telling you, it works. Now, I'm going to say another one. And this, you can only take my word for it. And I'm sorry if it's too upsetting or graphic or something for, for you guys. But I'm telling you a personal experience that I had. And for me, I'm... I've always been very small-breasted. And I called in divine breast, and I grew a size. And I'm telling you the truth. I'm still small because I started out small. But it's definitely different, guys. Now, the reason I called in divine breast actually had nothing to do with size. I'm telling you this. I have had some cyst kind of stuff, and I had um, something called a lipoma, and I've had a couple of breast issues. So I called in divine breast for the medical side and ended up growing, you know, not huge. It didn't go, I didn't go from an A to a C, but I went from like an A minus to an A plus, okay? But it's definitely, definitely different. Definitely different. So... That, again, had consequences that I had no expectation of. So I encourage you, if you want to do something like that, how about divine beauty? Why don't you call in divine beauty, inner and outer? And it's going to work in ways that you won't expect. I'm inviting you all to be your own director, to be your own creator, to try to create the wonderful, fun, positive things in your life 
that you wish? Have you always been pear-shaped and now you want to be, you know, you want less hips or something? Call in divine hips. Call in divine um, form or something. However you want to say it, call it in. Now, there is an energy that I'm going to introduce right here that helps with some of this. And it's called Divine Plasma. And I've spoken about it in some of the shows, so some people might know about it. Divine Plasma is a really fabulous energy. And when you call it in, it be, and wherever you put it or place it, it becomes whatever you connect it with. It's almost like stem cell energy. So let's say you're thinning, you have thinning hair, you call in divine plasma for the hair and place it symbolically around your head or you can see it moving into the follicles or you can imagine it anywhere you want, but you can call in divine plasma to help you grow your hair more thickly. And it's divine, remember? It's not going to grow hair out of your nose or your ears. It's going to help you grow hair in your head. It also may simply help you find a product that, that helps. I mean, you know, we don't know how this energy is going to work completely. But try it. Absolutely try it. But don't give up because we can shift and recreate things that we never thought we could recreate. I mean, who knew I, my vision would go 50% better? Who knew with the divine spine that... I brought backbone, not taking any supplements or any medicine. I'd even gone off calcium supplements. And my bone got denser in the spine when it should have been after three years, quite a bit thinner. So who knew? Don't try not to create judgments and and limitations for yourself. Instead, Try to stand between belief and disbelief and give it a try and see and see how this kind of energy can help you. Understanding that I was working with Divine Spine for a couple of years, it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. And it happened in a lot of ways. A lot of stuff, positive stuff happened for me with Divine Spine. So I'm encouraging everybody to not only work on the body with the problems, the patterns, the physical issues that you might have, but work on maybe you just want more physical strength. Maybe you want more physical muscle. You can work on divine muscle, divine strength, divine musculature, whatever you comes to mind Use it. Try it. You might want to, you know, call in Divine Jacqueline or somebody like that, Divine um, Bodybuilder, if that's what you want. Divine Abs, if you're a guy and you want to have those washboard abs, call in Divine Abs. And it's going to lead you to make food choices, to make exercise choices that were going to help you develop those abs. Now, of course, neutralizing all of this helped a lot. So 
I'm not telling you it's not the either or. It's approaching this from both sides, doing both things at once. Anyway, that pretty much winds down this empowerment section, and it also winds down the radio show. I thank Suzanne again and all the listeners for taking part, whether you're live or you are listening as an archive. And next week, I will be unfolding some very interesting stuff for the empowerment. Please tune in. This empowerment stuff is wonderful and great and and amazingly helpful. So, And if you have any ideas of your own, don't feel like you have to wait for me to present it. Go ahead and start it for yourself. Anything using these divine energies is going to help all of us. Okay. Now, um, again, my email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Please email me. Please ask me any questions, requests for healing. Take advantage. Take advantage. Remember that things can change much more quickly than you than you would ever expect. And even if it takes a little bit longer, you don't have to wait till the end goal to finally get a shift. It shifts all along the way. Things get better all along the way. It's going to continue to improve. Anytime you do neutralizing, it's permanent. Anytime. And so you're always shifting that energy field that we all carry. Whew. Anyway... Thanks, thanks, thanks again. I'm going to um, sign out and wish you a good week until next week. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices neutralizing your negative thoughts and emotional blueprints.